0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by two time state championship high school coach Brian Irwin. Each and every Monday, uh, Brian and I talk uh, Texas football in the previous week's game uh, in our session and our segment called Lunch with the Coach. Uh, Brian, welcome in, bud.
1: Thank you, Bobby. Glad to be here.
0: Uh, thanks. Uh, we are preciously close to 10,000 subscribers at On Texas Football. Uh, please help us get over the top here. We're at, I think, 97.50 or so. Uh, so we need 250 uh, more to hit the 10,000 mark. Uh, please help us do that by subscribing to this channel and liking this video. Uh, Brian, I, I want to get right into it. Your initial thoughts on this game for the Longhorns. They win, but it wasn't decisive.
1: No, it wasn't. Uh, you know, initial thoughts, a win is a win. It was It was a great win. Like many of us, uh, of us have said up to this point, is. You know, this is not a game we probably would have won last year. That's the positive, uh, no doubt about it. We won, there's a lot of people that went down yesterday. Uh, good Iowa State football team, and we we didn't play our best, but we came away with a victory. The culture's where we want it. Um, very, very, very pleased with the W. We're still in uh, conference championship race and contention. That's the good news. Uh, the bad news, the thing that really bothers me, we get the block punt, you know, to start the game. And we do nothing with it. All the momentum that we created by blocking that punt, which is a huge play in the game of football. Uh, statistics say 90% of the time, you block a punt, you're going to win the game. 90% of the time, if you get a punt blocked, you're going to lose the game. And and we always stress that, you know, with punt protection, coverage, things like that. And and our, our, our guys knew that. And I'm sure the Texas players know that. And the Texas staff knows that. And then we get the block punt, and, and we go three and out. We lose a couple of yards. We miss the field goal. It's still zero to zero. And and I think that just really set the tone for the rest of the game uh, from, a, from a lack of consistency standpoint, a lack of production, and uh, the capability of really inserting our will uh, on, on Iowa State.
0: Yeah. Uh, Lunch with Coach is brought to you by uh, accomplished Austin Realtor, Laura Baker. Laura and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams uh, can handle all of your real estate needs in and around the Austin area. Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, uh, but a longtime Austin real estate expert. Contact her at Laura at AndyAllenTeam.com. Staying on that theme that you just had, uh, Brian, of consistency, uh, Texas. Texas. Uh, the the offense and the defense lacked consistency much of the day mm-hmm. it felt like in the second half the longhorns got some consistency on offense particularly in the run game
1: yes and that's because we were able to run the football and we ran it well and uh that's a huge plus it's something we've got to talk about It's something we've got to hang our hat on uh it's something that uh you know that's who this football team is at the end of the day we we can run the football and that's that's a good thing because we didn't know where we were at the beginning of the season. The offensive line is doing a tremendous job. We've got two great backs. I would like to see Bijan hit it, make one cut and go. Take the grass that he's got and go get it. Um, but I'm not gonna question Bijan Robinson. He's he's a tremendous player, tremendous heart. Uh Roshan, uh those guys with that offensive line really, really setting the tone and the consistency that we've got. Being able to run football right now, I think is what's going to lead us down the path we want to go down for the next few games and the rest of the season, as well as defensively, the ability to stop the run. When you can run the football and you can stop the run, you got a chance.
0: Yeah, I, 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 you say that, talking about stopping the run, and I'll switch over to defense briefly. Uh, the Longhorns held Iowa State uh, under their season average on, on running. Rushing the ball, but way over on uh, the season average, throwing the ball. Hunter Deckers had almost a career day, or at least certainly uh, in Big 12 play, his best day uh, as a starter uh, for the Cyclones, uh, throwing for 329 yards, 25 of 36. uh, Did have the one pick and the one fumble. uh, But, Brian, 9 of 15 again and 1 of 1 on fourth downs. That's better than sixty-seven percent on money downs. Yeah, for Iowa State. Their yeah. average coming in, including playing teams like Ohio and Southeast, Southeast Missouri State, was only forty-three mm-hmm. percent. What What do you account for in, in Texas's inability to get off the field on money downs?
1: We're not getting pressure on the quarterback like we need to. Um, When we did, when we did get in his face and he threw the ball, I can't tell you how many times I thought when he released it, I'm like, that's high, that's overthrown. Where we didn't match up well was with their big receiver. And once we lost Ryan Watts, we really didn't match up well. And that quarterback had a great ability to throw the ball, kind of had a high point, they're long, tall receivers, high point in the ball, big, long reach and come down with it. But I can't tell you how many times when the ball came out of his hands, I'm like, this is overthrown. And they snag it out of the air. So we just didn't match up well, especially into the boundary, uh, with what they were doing. Um, some of the possession things over the middle, I, I don't like to see. I mean, you- there's not much you can do about it on the sideline or outside if they come up with it, you know. But when they're throwing the ball over the middle uncontested, there's some things you can do with linebackers and your underneath coverage and such. I know one pass out on the sideline, we had the young corner in uh, Austin Jordan, and they run a corner out over the top of him on a stop route underneath, and, and Jordan jumps the stop route. And it was like third and eight or third and 10. And the safety's got really no chance of stopping that corner out throw. They pick up the first down, and you saw the safety talking to the corner at the, hey, I need some help, I need you to sink under that. We're gonna give them the five-yard throw on third and nine I need you to sink underneath this. So, combination of personnel, combination of not you know, not matching routes within our coverage is the, is the problems. A couple of those are fixable. A couple of them are not. But uh, at the end of the day, we've got to get pressure on the quarterback. And, and we've got to contest more throws, especially over the middle.
0: Um, speaking of that, does that mean I, – I, I don't know that Texas has ever rushed all season less than four people. Uh, and, you know, at the same time, I I we rarely see an all-out blitz for the Longhorns where they man up, right? Mm-hmm. Are we going to see that at all, or is this just PK style where he's like, y'all got to prove it to me each and every yard I'm going to give you is going to be a difficult one. Um, your thoughts on that and, and whether or not Texas needs to shake things up a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great point, Bobby. It's a really great point. Uh, it's something I've been thinking about now for – two or three weeks, actually, even going back maybe to UTSA. um, I would almost like to see us gear more towards rushing three, dropping eight than bringing five or six uh, just to bring a change up because the quarterback's still thinking about getting the ball out on time. We get an eighth defender and, and, you know, dropping back there in coverage, I I really think it does a lot to impact the quarterback especially a quarterback that's mobile because a lot of times when you rush three, you've got a little bit of a spy there where he's still in coverage, but he's still spying the quarterback once he breaks contain. I would love to see us play more rush three, drop eight. Uh, that would be my number one go-to versus bringing five or six.
0: Interesting. Um, and that that keeps the ball in front of him too, uh, yeah. is, is, which is one of the things he he's preached is not giving up the back big play. Uh, your thoughts on – and I don't mean to, to belabor this. This is a win. Uh, And so I'm not. I'm just asking the coach the 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 things that a coach would want to work on the next week, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, To try to improve performance. Uh, Your thoughts on the secondary as a whole uh, in the face of adversity? They not only did was Ryan Watts out with a stinger most of the day. Steve Sarkeesian said on Sun on Saturday that that was just a uh, uh, that was not a structural issue. Ah, uh, Jaron Thompson was also out. I think Anthony Cook was out for a little bit with a stinger as well. So we saw a lot of fresh faces in there on 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 Saturday. What are your thoughts about uh, that as it relates to uh, what we saw from the Texas secondary?
1: I still think they're holding up pretty well, even though we're playing some young guys. Uh, obviously, Austin Cook hit the big, you know, the big hit uh, caused the fumble. Jaron Thompson's playing fantastic. Uh, Dejon James is playing well. Um, I'm still high on the second. I think we're being physical. I think, you know, our guys are are much more physical tacklers. Um, We're still contesting, you know, more balls than we've contested in the past. It's just uh, we need the consistency. We need everything working together. You can't pin it on those four guys. It's still linebacker play. It's still D-line play getting in the face of the quarterback because if that quarterback's back there playing seven on seven, there's nothing a two corners and a two safeties can do. We've got to put everything together with some pressure, with some underneath coverage, with some other top coverage, mixing it up with some rush three drop eight, mixing it up with some rush five or six.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm seeing this and, and just thinking to myself that uh, that is one of the issues that, that, that when you do have a bunch of new faces, there's less that you can actually do uh, without giving up the big play, probably. Right. Because when you're, you're playing a true freshman corner that's like uh, Austin Jordan or uh, yeah. even Terrence Brooks saw some action as well. Uh, there's less you can do. They ended the game with Jade Barron, who had been playing nickel, moving all the way over to corner mm-hmm. uh, as well. So it's not like uh, this was a a, a situation where uh, Texas uh, was really in a really in uh, the driver's seat and could dictate it. Uh, even though they, you know, other teams got home against Iowa State's uh, offensive line, Texas did not, and uh, Iowa State made the long, almost made the Longhorns play with the game. Uh, you mentioned Anthony Cook, uh, his big play on the fumble. Uh, you know, it was a bang bang play, and he just absolutely laid the sledgehammer uh, on the quarterback's shoulder. Uh, ball popped loose. Jalen Ford was Johnny on the spot. Uh, you know, one of the things that I I feel Brian that's been missing the last couple of years the defense hasn't made the big play to change a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they just haven't. But on Saturday, they made two. Uh, not only the Cook fumble, but also Jalen Ford's interception. Uh, those two plays don't happen. Texas likely loses to Iowa State on Saturday.
1: No doubt. You know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. So I felt like it was going to start happening. We're playing defense. We're playing physical. We're running to the ball. Uh, we're much more physical at the point of attack the ball's going to start popping out. And when it does, if we're running to the ball, we're going to get on it. And, you know, last week we won the turnover margin. This week we won the turnover margin. And um, I think we're improving in that area. And, you know, hats off to those kids. They're playing hard, playing extremely hard. It goes back to what you said, consistency, which is the number one note I've got written down during the game, after the game, and 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 here we are, is is our guys, our, our young players – They've got to be coachable. They've got to let the coaches coach them and prepare them. Um, don't start smelling yourself. You know, you have some success. You, you you have some success against OU. Don't start smelling yourself. We'll tell you when you're good. We'll tell you. But you can't watch the highlight video from OU Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever it is. And, and you got to put that that game to, to rest. Instead, I need to be watching film on Iowa State. I need to be watching situational football on Iowa State. I need to get my mind right for Iowa State. So the consistency we're looking for can be had with the right kind of preparation and the right kind of process starting, starting today. And build this thing, what we always talked about, you start at the soles of your feet and you build it up one day at a time Till it reaches your neck, your chin, the top of your head, and you're ready to go again on Saturday. Uh you mentioned
0: uh switching to offense, you mentioned uh your uh your uh appreciation of Bijan, Roshan, and the offensive line. Uh let's talk a little bit about Quinn Ewers, the Texas quarterback. Um, mixed bag a little bit on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a really awkward throw to Casey Kane. Mm-hmm. Uh then he he just it seemed like the first half he was a little confused um, yeah. at times. Not not really uh, – ease. he didn't ease into the game like he seems to have done in previous contests. Uh, I think the 3-3-5 defense really gave him some problems. Mm-hmm. At the same time, three touchdowns, no interceptions. He was really good in the red zone, generally
1: speaking. Yeah, he was. And, and even – you know, I think it was the second series of the game. He, he made a couple of really nice intermediate throws back-to-back. We move it down look, somewhere around the 35, 40-yard line, but we got a holding penalty. The second one got called back, I think it was a holding penalty on uh, Connor Robertson. And um, that – we never did get those intermediate throws going again consistent, consistently. And uh, no doubt Quinn was a little off. The, the long ball to Casey Kane could have been a big play. Uh, Quinn usually doesn't miss those, um, but uh, there's no doubt. He, he was just a little bit off, but I'll tell you what. At the end of the game, we, when we run that football down that field, the last drive of the game, when, when Sark put it in Bijan or Roshan's hands, you know, for 60 yards, and all of a sudden we get down there, we need him. And um, Xavier runs that, that whip route and Quinn puts it right on the money. Uh, what a throw, what a route. What a great call and uh, what a drive!
0: Yeah, I mean, he literally put it on his forehead. <laughs> yeah, he did, he did. And there was no wobble, there was no, it was uh, it was a clean play for a touchdown. It's about as, that's about his, that's about his, that's how you want those to, to come away. You don't want them to be contested and have to make a great yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. And hey,
1: you know, when when Quinn's bad day is three touchdowns and no interceptions, we'll take it.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's a, that's well put. Uh, you, you know, I, I think that people, you and I, uh, Brian, have talked about this. But you've been in you've been in the trenches with it before, developing quarterbacks over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry Hamilton likes to say it's not just you know, add water, instant player. It takes time to grow and mature, right? Yeah. Um, Quinn Ewers has some preternatural skills that we all are, are, would be happy to have and are happy to have for him to be the Texas quarterback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it takes time. This is the first time he's seen a defensive like this at this yeah. competitive of a level. Um, it's the first time that he's going in uh, as a, you know, as a ranked team against against him. I, it, there's a lot of firsts here uh, yeah. for him. Uh, I, I felt like he played okay, just not great. Um, right. What are the takeaways you get from that game for him? And what are the things he needs to work on?
1: My takeaway is, A, he took care of the football. Um, you know, B, he, he did make some throws. You know, we had the one big drop pass that, that would have been really, really nice to have. Uh, but, well, my main thought is kind of behind the scenes, not on, the, not on, not on Saturday, but maybe w- what did he do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday after the big OU game? I can't answer that. I wasn't there. Maybe he prepared like a champ and 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 everything. But I I think he's probably gonna be able to go back and 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 be self-aware, go back and reflect on maybe what he did throughout the week in his preparation process and say, Hey, I can fix this. I can do this better. I can spend more time here, I can spend less time there. And I have a funny feeling that maybe probably where he goes mentally and uh, just from a self-awareness standpoint. And that's going to make him that much better because, again, that's what creates the consistency is preparing each and every day. You know, winning and playing great is a byproduct of doing the right things. It's you don't, You don't worry about winning on Monday. You don't worry about winning on Tuesday. We're not worried about beating Oklahoma State right now. We're worried about preparation, putting in the game plan, eating right, lifting right, having great practices, uh, prepare ourselves situationally for, for Oklahoma State on Monday, and then we'll do it again on Tuesday. Then we'll do it again as this thing builds up Wednesday and Thursday. We're not worried about winning the game right now. Just let the process unfold the way it's supposed to unfold. And I, I have a funny feeling that's probably what he's going to learn more more than anything.
0: Yeah, it's a week-to-week progression, right? Yeah. Um, th- that doesn't necessarily happen when you're at South Lake Carolyn, and beating no. everybody by 40. Exactly, right? exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah, you got that high school mentality and um, um, you don't have all the distractions that he's got now with NIL, with social media, with National Spotlight, with all of us spouting off how great he is, right? And he's listening to that. He's listening to that. He's seeing that every single day. Some point in time, he's going to have to filter out what he's watching and what he's listening to. I
0: I, I think that's a fair comment. Uh, a very fair one. Uh hope he uh I hope he does do that self reflection or if he hasn't already has been doing it and getting better uh because of it. Um Brian, you know, I I, I talk about this uh and think about it a, a lot. Uh the Longhorns are now 5 and 2 and you mentioned it's a game they won this year that they wouldn't want wouldn't have won a year ago. I wrote the same sort of article on Sunday on Inside Texas. What do you attribute that change to?
1: Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's that it's the culture word. Uh, there's no doubt the culture is in place, um, the leadership is in place. We have the right leadership. The Roshan Johnsons, uh, the Bijan John Robinsons, uh you know roshan with the big hit on the kickoff coverage and and uh that that kind of you know you watch him make that play and then he's coming off the field and and he's he's talking to his guys saying come on man let's go let's go you read his lips and you know we we're just kind of muddling around at that point and um you know that leadership that culture uh everything that sark's been working on from day one is starting to come into fruition there's no doubt about it we 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 don't win that game last year. We win it now, and we're going to continue to win that game in the future because of what Sark's instilled, the kind of kids he's recruiting, and the and the kind of things they're emphasizing from a team, a family, a love, a togetherness, a unity standpoint.
0: Yeah, there's that. The word unity, Oklahoma on all of their jerseys this (laughs) week had the had the name unity on the back of it. I think so. uh, We'll see. Well, you know, here's my here's my question for you as it relates to that. The, the not a year ago. I, I think leadership is one. The self-leadership of the team is different. Mm-hmm. Um, a year ago this time, Roshan wasn't necessarily seen as a leader of the team outside of maybe a few guys inside the team. Then the Kansas State ga- game happens to end last season mm-hmm. and when Roshan just put him on his back, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So he goes into the offseason, Brian, and he's unquestionably the leader of the team. Yeah. You know, the the, the heartbeat, whatever yeah. you want to call him, he is that guy. Uh, and so you have an established leader that has the respect across the line, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, he's that alpha he, dog I've heard you, you guys yeah. refer to and 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 I think even Sarks referred to it. He's he's that guy. And the great thing about it, when when one of your best players is that guy, is that kind of guy from a character and a leadership standpoint, you got a chance to be very, very successful because uh, a lot of times some of your best leaders aren't aren't that guy. They're they're not that talented. They they don't have the capability of making those kinds of plays. And he is that guy. Bijan is coming into his own as a leader. Um hey, that last drive, those two guys start putting it on their backs, put it on the O line's backs And, and that O line deserves a ton of credit because they're young, they don't have a ton of experience, and he put it on their backs. And I'll tell you what, they delivered.
0: Yeah, um talking about the the Texas victory 24-21 over Iowa State on Saturday. This is lunch with the coach uh with coach Brian Irwin, two-time state championship uh coach of the Lamar Cougars. Uh Brian, you know, you look ahead and and Oklahoma State is coming off a overtime loss to TCU. Oklahoma State, uh probably the preseason favorites by most in the conference. Uh you know, what 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 are you looking at? From a outside looking in perspective, going into that game for Texas and Oklahoma State this coming weekend,
1: I think just uh, for us to prepare, us to grow from last week, be more consistent. We're, we're, we'll come out with more energy. I know that we'll come out with more energy. We're, we're, you know, again, a week removed from OU. We talked about this a few weeks ago. You can't bring your best every single game. You can't. You can't bring your A game every single game. It's not going to happen. Over the course of 12 games, you might bring it seven times. We're gonna bring it this Saturday. There's no doubt about it. We're going in a hostile environment and uh a, a really good football team, a really good quarterback. Um, you know, I, I think his throwing motion is long. Um, I think we got a chance. I think that's why he makes a lot of mistakes. And uh we got to capitalize on those mistakes because his throwing motion is long. You watch, you watch Sanders throw compared to Quinn Ewers throw, it's night and day from an efficiency standpoint. And um, we got to take advantage of that with pressure and breaking on balls and and trying to get the ball on the ground.
0: Um, A lot of people making a big deal about Spencer Sanders' ability to run with the football. Uh, He does bring that element. uh, And Texas uh, has had some reasonable success against QBs that didn't run much. JT Daniels uh, is an example uh, for West Virginia and then whatever OU threw out uh, two weeks ago. What what kind of problems does that present a defense when there's a running quarterback?
1: Presents a lot of problems, um, you know, with rush lanes, things like that. It Gets very frustrating when you you know you've got them third and eight, you got everybody covered up, and he rushes for nine. Um, it's very frustrating. Those guys have the ability to make a lot of plays off schedule, and run and pass. Uh, but from from our side of it, hey, that's more opportunities to hit him. There's more opportunities to punish him. Uh, I don't think he's 100%. Uh, he's 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 been beat up. He was not 100%, I don't think, going into TCU. And after a two-overtime game and getting hit and running around, he can't be 100% now. So um, I think he's probably, at this point in the season, slowed down a little, which is good. It's good news. Uh, so let's devise a game plan and, and prepare for that and bring the energy, bring the heat, and um, let's let's compete at a very, very high consistent level.
0: All right, uh, before I ask you one last question, Brian, I need to thank our, our sponsor, Laura Baker. Lunch with the Coach is brought to you by Accomplished Austin Realtor. Laura Baker, Laura, and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams can handle all of your real estate needs in and around the Austin area, whether you're moving to town or moving inside city limits. Uh, laura can take can take care of you, her and the Andy Allen team. Reach her at laura at andyallenteam.com. Final question for you, uh, Brian, as, as I think about this, Texas is now at five and two. They're on a three-game win streak, very rare three-game conference win streak for the Longhorns over the last several years. Um, what do they need to emphasize to make that four? You know, what what do they have to do beyond just the, the, the consistency part? Is there anything that they really need to lean on that you're seeing right now that would allow them to beat these teams like Oklahoma State that are ranked and, – and even Kansas State uh, is going to be at home that are ranked higher than
1: they are? I think just keep doing what we're doing and let's get just a little bit better. Uh, and I mean just a little bit better. One percent better this week. Uh, keep playing solid in the special teams. Um, playing, playing great defense, stopping the run. Uh, we do it well, we're going to hang our hat on that. Uh, let's let's make them one-dimensional. we can make them one-dimensional we got a chance and then offensively, we know we got more than what we brought last week. let's let's be consistent let's let's continue to build running the football and being confident there combine that with with great play action game intermediate game and over the top game. Uh, we got a chance to be special heading into this week so just let's just get a little bit better keep believing in things that we're doing um, and probably most of all, Keep talking about how, hey guys, we this was a gritty, gritty win. Let's keep it up. Stay tough. Stay together. And uh, if it takes another one more gritty win this week, we'll take it. And let's do it one week at a time. But just keep the guys believing in what the success that we're having and why we're having the success. Um, and and I think good things are going to happen.
0: Got it. All right, that's Brian Irwin, uh, two-time state championship football coach on the high school level, Lamar Cougars, uh, with me, Bobby Burton. This has been this episode of On Texas Football and Lunch with the Coach. Thanks. Thank you, Bob.